0: KVCR-FM in San Bernardino, it's KVC Arts, arts and entertainment, as well as the people and places providing it. I'm David Fleming in with Ben Stewart, a.k.a. Ben Japhonic. Woo! And we are here. Sorry, that took
1: a while, didn't it? I mean, yes! Woo, 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 woo.
0: (laughs) This is going to be a premiere for the video once again at the very end of KVC Arts we will have the premiere of a yeah. new video for a song that's been out now for how long? A month. A month now, and it's called Every Little Thing. And I have to say, this is a drastic shift from other yeah. benjaphonic recordings in that while you did drop in accurate historical information, there is always an element of parody, or fun, or having fun, or funny.
1: Right. That's been my shtick. For it has. Funny. And
0: I hope to God that continues. But this song, Every Little Thing, it's something very poignant. Mm. And it's not just a deep song. It is from deep inside you and drawing on some of your own experiences. We'll hear a little bit of it right now.
2: At eight, I thought my world is simply falling apart. They put me in a land to learn language art my mom saw the panic and the shame and the doubt she said son we got a problem we can figure it out kids in the class knew that something was wrong before i knew it they were saying that i didn't belong but my mom and my dad said you've got to be strong you're gonna rise to the top son it won't take long
0: we just heard that first verse. Sure. This is actually incredibly personal, and you announcing this yourself, the fact that you, around second grade or so, were not only struggling with dyslexia, but I think even worse so, other kids pigeonholing you into this one group.
1: Right. My parents moved from Orange County to Lake Arrowhead up in the mountains when I was just about to be in second grade. And when I got up there, they started getting me reading and you know checking me for where I was at. They were basically doing assessments. They realized that I was definitely not where I should be concerning reading, concerning writing, numbers, letters, things like that. And so they kind of had me in the class with everybody else up until a few months after the school year began. And then they said, you know what, we need to start testing this kid or seeing what's going on because he's just not there. And it wasn't that I had a cognitive problem with understanding concepts or things Mm -hmm. like that. I just couldn't read. So they brought me into a testing room, which literally was a closet at the time mm. <laughs> in the school. And we're talking about, you know, eighty one, eighty two. Mm-hmm. you know. They put me in a closet, they start testing me, and sure enough, they determine that I have dyslexia. It's a reading disability, and it is a cognitive brain issue that they're not, even today, you know, even with our incredible advances with neurological science, they still don't know what causes dyslexia necessarily. And there's so many different forms. But as a result, I got put into what's called a learning lab. So every time we would get to the point where it was reading or writing or something like that, language arts, as they called it at the time, they would separate me Put me into this learning lab mm, I would pulled, do, out of the yeah, pulled out of the mainstream class then, go to the learning lab mm, and then when I was done or after their time was done it, there was an allotted amount of time I would come back to the main classroom it did not take long for the other kids in the class to realize this kid is getting pulled out you know there's something different going on here and then it didn't take long after that for them to discover that I was in the same room with kids with disabilities with all kinds of different things.
0: That's the thing in that it's not like there is one area that they would work with dyslexic children. You ended up in the same classroom as someone who is maybe severely autistic right. and maybe someone who just couldn't speak and there were various forms of lack of development yeah. in some sort of way. and so you were in the same classroom with all of these other folks and so for kids at the second grade level right oh they're always just so kind yeah
1: yeah and the funny thing is like i didn't mind being in the learning lab with the other kids you know working with them and because i was dyslexic and not i didn't have other issues it wasn't a developmental disorder yeah disability. exactly it was a and, cognitive
0: recognition type of
1: thing and so sometimes i would work with the other kids and i actually nice. thought oh, that wow. was cool yeah but that's definitely not cool from the standpoint of these other kids looking right. in and seeing where I am. And yeah. so there's a line in the song that says, before I knew it, they were saying that I didn't belong. And the idea was that they knew that something was going on. And then in the occasions where I would be required to read something out loud or something like that, and I'm just stuttering and you know tripping all over mm. myself, Not only was it a heinous embarrassment, but I ended up really getting bullied Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot as a kid. And there are so many different forms of dyslexia. I have a form that I basically have to relearn words. I'm resounding out everything over and over and over again. It makes me a terrible speller because I just don't remember combinations. Mm. And so as a result, it's decoding over and over and over again. I've gotten good, I'll tell you, in the learning lab that they sent me to, I learned a lot of coping mechanisms, tricks, skills, you know, Mm. to get around trying to figure out how to decode faster. And that all helped a lot. Sight reading is what most people learn in school and it's something that uh, just eludes Mm. me. But I have a friend who my parents kind of took in for a while named David Cook, and he's a good family friend. Well, he was dyslexic as well, but he read Upside Down and Backwards. And, you know, there were other people that I knew that words just kind of like jumped off the page or, you know, disappeared. So there's just so many different cognitive issues for people in varying forms with dyslexia. You know, it's hard to pigeonhole it. And I think that's why it's so hard with neuro research to pin it down.
2: Plane had just collided with tower number one And I watched in disbelief The second plane crashed Towers came down Raining steel and ashen for one Brief second, the whole world mourned A moment of grace in the eye of a storm yeah. and 20 a global epidemic the country is divided the debate becomes polemic burrow to burrow backyard to yard from nation to nation the virus hits us hard we sunk into the rhythm of a planet distressed cut off and isolated toilet paper obsessed it hits me kind of funny when i say it out loud but you could taste the desperation and the fear in the crowd for 12 long months the economy dropped social gatherings stopped and we together like a phoenix from the flame
0: so this video for every little thing I mean the lyrics and then the video also it goes from you around the age of second grade or so yeah. and then close to say 19 20 years later yeah we go to nine eleven.
1: Yeah. What I wanted to do was write a song that had these spheres of connection that we could all relate to. One is, you know, when we're a kid and we deal, and even if you're not dyslexic, you're still dealing with life, you know, in second grade, first grade. That's personal. And 20 years later, we have a national crisis happen. 9-11 happens, and it rocks our world. And we hadn't experienced anything like it since Pearl Harbor. Our generation had never experienced that. And that becomes something that we as a nation feel. And we grieve over and we try to figure out how to deal and how to live as a nation after that. 20 years later, we're dealing with a a global pandemic. And that's not just us as a nation, that's the whole world, which again, we haven't dealt with in our generation. And so... I think there's a lot of issues that we deal with, and I hearken it back to this idea that we go through these periods of incredible duress, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is something that we can glean from these hard situations that's gonna bring hope at some point. That's why every little thing gonna be just fine.
0: the end of the program, we will have the video premiere for Every Little Thing. And you're going to see some things like when Ben is talking about being a child and being teased, there's a moment of all these people and they just... End up pointing right at him, like a, a Children of the Corn kind of thing, <laughs> right. where just this haunting kind little of thing. <laughs> and this is actually free B-roll. But you're talking about light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And sure enough, in the video, there's people dancing. They're having a, a party. They're enjoying themselves. They're still masked. Yeah. We're still talking about COVID time.
1: Yeah, you know, you were talking about the b-roll. There's a site and I pay into it. So it's like, I don't know, $300 a year or something. Mm -hmm. But they have amassed a huge library of really great b-roll for filmmakers. It's called Storyblocks. I highly recommend it if you're an amateur filmmaker or if you're doing videos or whatever. It's great. But there's so much great footage about, you know, the point we're at right now. There was great pictures of people, you know, receiving their COVID shot or uh, there's actually in the video, there is an animated thing that shows the germ and it's actually the COVID-19 germ. So it's not just a germ, it's the actual, you know, yeah. So I was able to incorporate that into the video. And like you said, we get to that third chorus and you know, we're saying the weight of the world's on you, but Mm -hmm. you know, the sun's gonna rise for you, you know, there's gonna be some hope here and every little thing's gonna be just fine. And even though we have suffered for the last year plus, we're starting to see the emergence of things opening up. We're starting to see the beginning of that light. And it is so refreshing, just going to a birthday party or being with yeah. people. I mean, the first time I sat in a restaurant, I almost cried because <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, <laughs> I'm inside a restaurant. And you wouldn't think it's an emotional moment, but it's an emotional moment. Yeah. And I think that I wanted to show that we're still wearing masks or we're coming out of it, but but, uh, yes. but at the same time, we're finding those joy moments. We're finding that hope and we're trying to get up and out from the economy that's down, from all of the different things that have been so hard for us. And as hard as it is for us in the United States, it's nothing compared to India or oh other countries that don't have the infrastructure and resources. And also, you know, as hard as it was for us to stay masked as long or have businesses closed as long that saved us from being you know having to burn bodies in fields which is what they're doing in india right now
0: yeah this is something nobody ever thought that they would live through and it's tough to mention this without getting into the politics involved because it has been politicized and unfortunately this should not be some sort of partisan issue it's a health issue it's a science issue it's affecting everybody David Fleming in conversation with Ben Jafonik, counting down to the video release for Every Little Thing made available at the end of KVC Arts. We'll hear more about the song and video after a quick break. You're listening to KVC Arts on 91.9 KVCR, streaming at kvcrnews.org. Many past shows can be found through iTunes, Spotify, and NPR One, and most past shows are at kvcrnews.org arts. for joining us here at kvcr for kvc arts i'm david fleming we're in conversation once again with ben stewart talking about a song which has been out for about a month now every little thing we are also hearing about the video for it which will be made available at the end of this edition of kvc arts now the thing about this song the first verse is about the experience of a person the second verse is about the entire country and the third verse worldwide so as the song conceptually gets more and more broad, as you listen to this, hopefully over and over and over again, yes. you're going to notice these thickening textures yeah. as well.
1: In the first, you know, you feel the weight of the world on you. It's yeah. You just hear Janae's voice. And I mean, she's got such a beautiful oh, voice. She does. And so she's singing this and you feel it, but you also feel the aloneness of it, I think. And then in the next chorus you know it's her and i singing mm-hmm. together
2: you feel the weight of the world on you
1: then in the third chorus evan Janae, and i are all singing and evan, also evan. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and you hear us in unison, you know, all yeah, coming wow. in. And also you hear Janae and Evan going back and forth together. And you can hear the rise in hope as well, yeah. just in their improvs and in what they're doing. And, you know, super shout outs to Janae and Evan. Oh you my know, gosh. They just do yes. such a good job.
0: All of the songs that Benjafonic has put out so far, I believe every single one, has had incredible background work from both Evan and Janae human
1: yeah there are very few yeah. songs that i think there was I, like sure one song been, but... in each ep that they weren't doing backups on and that's it
0: everything else but then, yeah. and then evan comes in with the piano yeah, on spy right. versus spy for example or the banjo
1: in we incredible.
0: still hip-hop yeah oh wow yeah. yeah so you will feel this what we were talking about this thickening and thickening and adding more layers and textures or colors if you will Something else that for the video itself, which you'll see at the end of this edition of KBC Arts, there's a lot of flashing images, so you will see something new each time. You will probably hear something new, and I would hope appreciate something new. And the guy responsible for this is Joel Berry, and he's been responsible for many of the videos that you've done. All of
1: the Benjiphonic music videos, not the lyric videos, but all the music videos, mm-hmm. Joel Berry has directed and filmed. Joel and I went to the same college together for a while, and I had just left the school. He had just come in, and his brother Chris Berry and I were really good friends. Okay. But Joel started working with me doing film work with Benji Phonic. We Still Hip Hop was the first video that we did together. And we just had such a good time working together and we understand each other. And he's a great videographer and he's a great director and producer. Sweet T Films is his company. Excellent. and he's from arkansas he also has a, sweet tea. a character nice. <laughs> yeah right he
0: likes yeah. it sweet i'm from western kentucky so it's if you don't order iced tea it's sweet tea you have yeah. to order something else if you want something else so. yeah. yeah
1: and he had this idea he said the song is kind of this you know walking down memory lane or, or that mm-hmm. kind of stuff he said what if we shoot it in your house so that it's more personal And I said, I think that's awesome. What if, you know, we use my big white couch and we put it up against this orangey yellow wall that I have and we use that as the background. And Joel said, I think that's great. What if we do it kind of like a lyric video where we put some lyrics up on the screen? And then I said, well, I think that's great. Let's put me off center so that I can use the spaces, the negative spaces, as a place to put text up. Mm -hmm. And we just kept riffing off each other. And Joel, I think, had the idea of me looking through some kind of photo album or something like that. I said, yeah, I should do a photo album for each era And then also, maybe I'm penning the lyrics. It's like I'm looking through these past things Mm. and I'm writing about my life's experience. And we both love the concept and the idea. And so we picked three environments in my house. I have a brick wall inside my house. We Mm -hmm. use that. We have that big orange wall and then I have this library area with a fireplace. And so we said, okay, these are our three places that we're gonna do. And it went from there and Joel did incredible work you know he had the camera on a slider and we were moving it across and I'm disappearing on the couch and reappearing in the middle and then reappearing on the other side and you know just showing the time that it takes to you know pen this song. And And how
0: often you come back to that moment of reflection that place of reflection.
1: Yeah I'm always trying to do something a little bit different with a Benji Phonic video with whatever video it is and with this one I wanted to do Still close ups, you know, with me singing without jumping around, without doing, you know, a lot of stuff because the content's more serious. And I got to tell you, I was nervous. I was really nervous about putting the song out because it's not funny. It's not Benji Phonic as we know him. And it was a little tough for me, but the results have been really gratifying.
0: I mean, you look at any of your past videos, and without going into detail, what you're really doing, you're putting on, maybe it's a caricature of
1: sure.
0: yourself to a great extent, actually, but it's still a character, and you're putting on this, you know, hey, let's go to Las Vegas, and, yeah. you know, it's uh, <laughs> right. that would be Omega phone 10,000. <laughs> yes. So that's something really cool on this, is that it's real. I mean, it's Benjophonic, but yeah. we are really looking more at Ben- and again, this first verse on this, this is Ben. He's not writing a character. He's actually admitting something about this. Now, despite the fact that it's very serious, yes, and I'm not trying to be funny on this. It's a lyric that catches me. Right. We sunk into the rhythm of a planet distressed, cut off and isolated, toilet paper obsessed.
1: And then the next line is, it hits me kind of funny. And it hits me kind of funny. That's right. Yeah.
0: I really want to laugh at that line, but it's a bitter laugh because thinking about how. We actually, as a nation, ran out of toilet paper on the shelves. You couldn't find it. I was dumbfounded.
1: The first time I went into a supermarket during COVID, lines of people going down the rows, you know, and they're stocking up on, you know, everything but vegetables, surprisingly. (laughs) I was like, I can eat all the vegetables I want. Got my Pop-Tarts, what else? Yeah, right. They were looking for meat and anything in a can or a box.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like if it would go to the bomb shelter, it was almost that sort of a
1: But that's true. And and that was the whole toilet paper thing. And recently, the gasoline thing, same thing. You know, I mean, it's... These ideas that we're not going to be able to get toilet paper. And I remember seeing that aisle empty. I just, I was thinking, I had seen pictures of, you know, Russia in the late 1980s, early 1990s, just before the change. And I remember seeing, you know, like the bread aisle the bread of, of a supermarket. The yeah, yeah, or yeah. a bread line. And, you know, the shelves are empty and, you yeah. know, all this. And they're hitting economic depression. Yeah. And I never, ever thought I would see that in America. And I know, again, our generation hasn't seen that, no. but our grandparents have. Yeah. <laughs> they lived through it. They lived yeah. through that kind of a thing. But we never experienced it. And so what do we do? You know, we have this pandemic happen. And then immediately our first thought is, I'm not going to be able to wipe my bottom. <laughs> I better go get some <laughs> toilet paper right now. You could
0: think of <laughs> Of all Dude, the... <laughs> what will sustain you? Uh... Yeah,
1: apparently, we need that more than anything. <laughs> and you know, we are laughing about it right now. But at the time, I remember being like, "Holy crap! I've only got four rolls of... I, yeah. I only got four rolls of toilet paper." And it wasn't that I thought I need to hoard toilet paper, but it was that I thought, "I'm not gonna be able to wipe my bottom."
0: <laughs> yeah. what artwork don't I need anymore? <laughs> right. Oh, but, but
1: bitter humor, you're right. I think that line, coming back to what you were saying, that line has to do with, it was funny, but it was also, we were horrified by it,
0: yeah. you know? We are talking about every little thing, not only the song, which has been out for about a month now, but now the video, which will be out at the very end of this program, just minutes away by now, yes. it's going to happen. And uh, back to a serious note, because... Yeah. Whenever Benjafana comes in, I want to get fun, silly, goof off, but this is actually very heartfelt and deep, and there's parts where you're just going to cringe, but that is very apropos to the song and what you're feeling by that point in the song, yet then just moments later, you have these scenes of the people dancing that we were talking about. It's it's beautiful.
1: The whole impetus of the song, like when I started to write the song, I wanted to write something that was going to be hopeful, you know, that was true to what we've experienced as a whole, but that also brought hope. And there's this old hymn called All Is Well With My Soul. Sure, And in this hymn, there's this sailor, and he's in the sea, and the waves are crashing, and you know, he's thinking he's gonna die, and Mm -hmm. all this stuff is going on. It's like saying that, All this stuff's going on, but at the same time, it is well with my soul, you know? And the idea that there is gonna be an end to this. And at the end, we're gonna pick ourselves back up, there's gonna be some hope, and we're going to be able to join together and dance. We're going to be able to enjoy a birthday together. We're going to go to our favorite bar or club or whatever. We're going to go to Disneyland again. (laughs) Like we said earlier, you know, those moments that were so common to us are now magical moments because for a year plus, we haven't had that. And I am personally feeling just the elation of being able to experience those things. And it's changed all our
2: lives.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, so we've covered a lot of ground on this. Every little thing, a very poignant and deep song. Once again, we are going to be premiering the video, and that is happening right in now. Moments, yeah, we're, we're talking about away.
1: minutes here. So as soon as this broadcast ends. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you're going to be able to see the video, every little thing. And we're counting it down, David, right now.
0: Right now. And so just in the moments that we have before this hits, let's talk about one more time the various places people can find you, follow you. Do you tweet? Are you a tweeter?
1: You know what? I am a tweeter. Okay. And it's Twitter slash Benji Instagram at Benji facebook BenjiPhonic phonic or Benjiphonic.com, which can take you to all of those places as well and it's b-e-n-j-i-p-h-o-n-i-k
0: m-o-u-s-o-n-i-k uh, that's right beautiful thank you so much every single time this is a blast it's not only fun but it's informative i have a great time and i come out learning something at the same time I'm so happy that you are able to be in the studio once again.
1: Well, David, thank you so much for having me and for letting me get in here and talk about some things that I haven't actually talked about with the public before and also for premiering this video. It's so awesome. Thank
0: Thank you. you. And it'll be available in just a few moments on YouTube, Benjaphonic Facebook, and more. Please check it out. Thanks again to Ben Stewart, a.k.a. Ben Japhonic, a.k.a. The Man with the Golden Pantsuit. Here at KVCR, thanks to Lillian Vasquez, Rick Doolock, and Shereen Wad. Music beds and themes heard on KVCR. Arts composed and performed by Sean Longstreet, so thanks to Sean as well. A reminder once again that Arts has just gone from being a one-hour show heard twice a week to a half-hour show heard three times a week, with the new times being Sunday evenings at 6 Pacific Standard Time and repeating Tuesdays at 2 and 6.30 p.m. Many past shows can be found through iTunes, Spotify, and NPR One. And most past shows are at kvcrnews.org arts. I'm David Fleming. Thanks especially to you for listening and for your support.